Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. And I am glad to have you with me for part three of our series on John chapter three, the interaction between Jesus Christ and Nicodemus. Uh, please do get in touch with us here at the program. Uh, Redeeming the Lost at iCloud.com is our email address, and we would love to hear from you. But let's do go ahead and jump into the scriptures. And we are going to be starting today in John chapter 3, starting at verse 16. And the Word of God says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil haineth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Hallelujah, for God so loved the world. Through this conversation, the Lord Jesus has been speaking, and, you know, hallelujah, whenever Jesus speaks, uh, he speaks the truth. You see, he is the Lord. And Nicodemus has continually been saying, you know, how can this be? How can these things be? I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. But uh, the, the love of God. You see, Jesus has continued to speak to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, who is a man in need of salvation, a man in need of being born again. Jesus has continued to speak, and he speaks out of this love that God has for the world. God's love is a holy love, and uh, we understand that love is not just something that God does, uh, but we understand from the book of 1 John that God is love. And God is holy, and God is good. He is, he is truly good. And God has this love for the world, Jesus says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This love that God has for the world and, and understand what exactly this means. Uh, this, this verse is so easy uh, just to sort of zip off and skip over, but understand what this means. You see, the world, the world's not a good place. You see, generations ago, there was sin. You see, Adam and Eve, uh, they, they were created, and uh, they were not created in sin. Uh, but they fell, and they fell into sin. And the, and, and the fall, you know, what we call the fall when, you know, when Satan tempted Eve, Eve ate of the fruit, and then Adam ate of the fruit, and they sinned against God. They, they directly transgressed, went against what God had explicitly said. When they sinned, uh, that, that, the fall wasn't just a hiccup in the middle of history. Uh, the fall wasn't just a stumble. Uh, the fall wasn't just a mistake. Uh, the fall wasn't just sort of an oops moment, but, but the fall was absolute and, and it affected um, all, all, everyone who's, who has been born. It affected creation itself. You see, God, there was a consequence to the fall. God didn't just sort of let the fall go, uh, but there was a consequence to the fall. And we deal with that consequence today. We're born in sin. And the, the creation, um, you know, if you look at Genesis chapter 3, some people 
have uh, their their Bibles have a heading, and and the heading in a lot of Bibles I've seen says something like the curse. You see, there was a consequence that God brought. See, God doesn't ignore sin, but God is long-suffering toward it, even though there are consequences, and we see that throughout the Scriptures, that uh, there's been sin, there's been sin, there's been sin, and there have been times when God has judged, and when God has sort of released His judgment upon the sin as consequences. And we all deal with the consequences of sin every day. Uh, the consequences that, you know, when we choose sin, and, uh, and it is an act of choice, uh, there's, always, there's always a reaction when the Word of God is preached. And there's always a reaction. I can guarantee you, and uh, this isn't some sort of crazy supernatural thing that goes on, um, but I can guarantee you, while you're listening to me preach and read the Word of God, you are responding. Even if I don't know your name, even if I've never seen you before, I don't know the first thing about you, I guarantee you that there is a response going on inside you right now to the Word of God. And that response is either believing or rejecting. Uh, there's, there's no neutral ground. And God is so good, and this is part of His love. You know, He, he loves us, even though so many people so continually reject, even though, even though we're born in sin, and we're conceived in sin, we're born in sin, and we really can't, if we're honest with ourselves, we really can't do anything else but sin. But God still so loves this world. He loves this world. He created this world. And um, when, when the fall happened, you know, immediately afterwards, you've got God bringing the curse upon Adam and upon Eve, and um, you know, creation was was sort of different from that. And, you know, uh, Book of Romans tells us that uh, you know, the creature groans. Uh, God brought consequences, but at the same time, if you flip back to Genesis, and uh, we may look at this on the program at, you know, some later date, but you flip back to Genesis, you've got God, God didn't just wipe out Adam and Eve at that point. But God resolved, you know, he is love, he is holy, he is good, uh, he is merciful, he's long-suffering, he's slow to anger, but God promised he was going to do something about sin. God promised that there would be a redeemer, that, that there would be a savior, that there would be a Messiah. And that, that redeemer, that savior is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, even though the world is completely fallen, even the world, though the world is completely sinful, even the world is completely, you know, wicked, perverse, turned on its head, um, doesn't want a thing to do with God. You know, actually, the book of Romans says that nobody nobody seeks God. But hallelujah, it's God who does all the seeking. It's Jesus who does all the seeking. But God made a way for people to be saved from his wrath upon sin. You see, God knows a thing or two about hell. God created hell. And God does not want you to go there. God does not want that to happen. The you know, book of Peter tells us that he's willing that all men should come to repentance. And he's willing that all men should turn to him. And the only reason God's going to cast you in hell is if you push your way past Jesus Christ. If you push your way past uh, the blood that he shed for you, the life he laid down for you, um, if you will, the cross that he died on and the empty tomb that he walked out of. Um, the only way you're going to go to hell is if you push past that, if you reject that. 
And if you reject the word of God, it's, uh, it's by the foolishness of this thing I'm doing right now called preaching. You know, and God is pleased to move through that and save those who believe. But God has made a way for enemies. I don't know if you've ever sort of put yourself there, but um, if you're in sin and you're rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ, you're actually an enemy of God. You're, you are at enmity with God. But God has made a way for you to go from being an enemy to, with him to being a friend, to be an adopted son, to be an adopted daughter. And he's made a way for all of your sin to be covered and forgiven. And God, who is love, shows us his love in Jesus. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, you know, Christ uh, stepped down from glory. He emptied himself. He was born of a virgin in, in, um, in Bethlehem. And he was in a stable, and he grew, and he learned obedience, and, and he spoke, and he interacted, and he, and he hungered, and he thirsted, and he ate, and he drank. And he healed the sick and he cast out devils and, and he healed the, the lame and healed the blind. He restored sight to the blind and he raised the dead. And so many other things that he did. And, but he interacted with people, with real people, you know, in, in real places, going through real things. It, you see, Jesus is alive. And so many people treat him like he's this philosophy or a tradition or an idea or, or he's a pet or, or something, something like that. But honestly, he's, he's alive. He rose again on the third day and he ascended, seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's alive. And he is actually going to come again. He's actually going to come again. The Bible has promised this. And we look to that if you're, if you're saved and if you're born again, you know, hallelujah, that's, that's such a great encouragement to us. Because we look forward to the day of seeing Jesus Christ face to face. We look forward to him coming again. We look forward to the rapture. We look forward to hearing, hearing that trump sound and then being caught up in the clouds with him if, if, you're part of the, if we, we end up being part of that generation. But we look forward to that day. That's such an encouragement to us. But if you're lost today and if you need Jesus today, then, then know that the Lord has shown you so much mercy. Because you're alive and you're well and you can hear the preaching of his word. And, and let that reality that he is a living God, and it is, it is a fearful thing to fall into his hands, friend. If you reject his blood, if you reject his only begotten son, you see, God loves Jesus Christ. And that, that's, that's very, very clear in the Gospels. God loves Jesus Christ. And if you reject you see, it was God's good pleasure that Jesus Christ shed his blood. It was God's good pleasure to bruise him. It's God's good pleasure that, that by his stripes we are healed. It's God's good pleasure. You know, it, it was the will of God that Jesus Christ go to the cross. It was the will of God that Jesus Christ did all of that. We, we see that later on in the book of John, in the gospel of John, where, where Jesus Christ is praying. And he comes, and that prayer comes to the conclusion of not my will, but thy will. You see, Jesus Christ submitted himself, and Jesus Christ went to the cross. Jesus Christ submitted himself when he walked out there, and when he was taken, and, and when he was betrayed, when all, of, when all of the disciples fled, when Peter denied him three times, when he went through that false trial, when he was struck, when he was beaten, when he was spat upon, when he was scourged, when he was whipped, when he was, when he was just beaten beyond recognition, when he couldn't 
get even up through the streets of Jerusalem to go outside the gate and be crucified. Somebody had to come and help carry his cross for him. Now, when people mocked him, when people made fun of him, when people said, well, come down from the cross and then we'll believe on you. That was all God's will. That was his desire. And hallelujah, it was his desire to, you know, for Jesus to look over one shoulder to see one dying man on a cross. And that, and that man believed in him. That man was humble. That man knew that there was a good reason he was dying on that cross. And that man asked Jesus, and he said, Lord, when, when you when you're come into your kingdom, I believe it says, remember me. And Jesus made a promise to that man. He said, well, this very day, you will be with me in paradise. That was God's will. See, Jesus was crying out as they were crucifying him, Father, forgive me. That They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. This is the will of God. And the, the Father loves the Son. And, and hear this in, in all, the, all the charity that I can get through a microphone to you. But if you reject that, then all you have to do, all, all you're looking forward to in life is, is get everything out of, out of this world that you can. And then, and then die and be cast into hell. Because there is no other sacrifice. Because you, there's no other way to be saved except by Jesus Christ. And friend, if you despise that, if you mock that, if you reject that, if you throw that away from you, if you trample on his blood, treat it as a light thing, that the Son of God came, Christ came, and was crucified for you, and friend, there, there's no other option because you've sinned before a holy God. The, the Lord said, without, shedding blood, without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission. Somebody's blood is going to answer for your sin. And if it's not the precious blood of Jesus Christ, it will be your own. And I say that, you know, not with uh, the hope of, of just sort of tearing you down, but with the hope that you will hear that, that will, that will pierce straight through your heart your conscience will cry out and that you will come to Jesus Christ in faith and, and, and just cry out to be saved and be born again and that you'll be saved, that you'll be born again, that your sins will be, will be completely forgiven, completely washed away, that you'll be given eternal life, that the, Lord's gonna, that the Lord will send his spirit, that you'll have joy, you'll have hope, you'll have peace, you'll have temperance, you'll have long-suffering, you have all the good fruits of the Spirit. You'll be blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And that you'll be welcomed in. You'll be welcomed in, you know, by Jesus. You know, Jesus said, well, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And all of us who are saved and who are born again, who are, you know, part of the church in that way, we are going, we're going to have that. We're going to be welcomed in. And that's a great encouragement to you if you're saved today. But if you're lost today, I want that for you. The Lord wants that for you. You see, he's angry with the wicked every single day. The Bible tells us that. And at the same time, it says, I believe it's in the book of Ezekiel, that, that he doesn't take any pleasure in the death of the wicked. It's necessary. It's just. It's good. And at the same time, man, he wants you to be saved. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be with him and not cast into, into a hell that was made for Satan and his angels.
But we do understand with a great degree of fear and trembling that if your name's not in the Lamb's Book of Life, that he'll cast, he'll cast you into it as well. But friend, you're, if you're hearing this today, and if, there's a, and if there's a good and holy fear and a faith and a belief, then let me tell you, Jesus Christ is mighty to save you. He's able to save you to the uttermost. And he actually delights in doing it. You know, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came uh, not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. What does, what does the Bible say here? Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him, and this is the good news, do you believe on him today? Do you believe on him today? Do you believe on him today? He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. And why is that? Because of what we said earlier in the program. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. Jesus Christ came into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Christ came into the world bearing witness to the truth, speaking the truth. And, and God, in generations before Jesus Christ came into the world, God spoke the truth. God's word went forward. God spoke the truth. He always has. But there's a condemnation. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. This, this has already been decided. There is this condemnation because he's not believed in the name of the only Son of God. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Men love sin. Men love sin so much that they just completely blocked out and ignored and rejected what God said. Or they, they heard it and they twisted it or whatever, but they, did, but they didn't come in this simple believing faith. Now, what God says is true, and what God says is the truth, and, well, we're, we're going to love the truth, and we're going to follow after the truth. But no, we love our sin. We love our sin. We love our sin. So, so, so many people throughout history, and even down to this very day, reject God because they, they love the sin. They love darkness rather than light. And it gets borne out because that which they do is evil. That which they do out of that love is evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Hateth the light. That's very, very strong language. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Because God is always going to reprove sin. God is always going to, just, just by being God, just by being who he is, he's always going to throw back, the throw back any covering of sin, and he's always going to call sin, sin. See, he sets a difference between holiness and that which is profane. He sets, he sets the difference between good as bad. He defines good and he defines bad. And if something is bad in his sight, if something is sinful in his sight, God's going to say that. And a lot of people just don't want to hear that. A lot of people don't want to hear that because then they have to wrestle with it. They can't unhear it. They have to deal with it. 
You know, and friend, if, if you're there, if you're wrestling right now, and friend, um, just submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear what he says because he's good and he loves you. And he has a desire. If you're lost today, he has a desire to save you from, from the wrath of God upon your sin. God wants to save you in a way from God and save you to God. Because God has a wrath upon your sin, but he's made a way. Hallelujah. This is the love of God. He's made a way for you to be saved. He's made a way for your sins to be forgiven. He's made a way for you to be born again. He's made a way for you to go from being one of his enemies to one of his friends. He has made that precious, good, and holy way in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. And if, you, if you're not saved today, then do not delay. Do not despise his love. And do not despise his riches. And do not despise his goodness. But come. Come to him. Repent. Turn to him. And believe the good news. That Jesus Christ, he came to seek and to save that which is lost. Jesus Christ came not to destroy your life here, but to save your life. And that while we were yet sinners, he was crucified for you. Cry out to him today, even right now. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you shall be saved. Amen. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Please do get in touch with us. RedeemingTheLost at iCloud.com is our email address. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to hear what's going on in your life and what God's doing in your life. And we are a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. We're located in King, North Carolina. GBTMinistries.com is the church website. We would love to meet you in person. Um, please do visit one of our services and you'll find service locations and service times on that website. It's GBTMinistries.com. Again, this has been the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast and I want to thank you so much for listening today.